Hi everyone, and welcome to the Practice Growth with Praz podcast. I'm your host, Praz Murthy, CFO and co-founder at Dr. Multimedia, where for the last 10 years, I've been helping practices grow all across the country. We started this podcast so we could dive deeper into the issues around practice growth, from online marketing to the way you run your business. We know doctors are busy people and you don't have a lot of time to study these kinds of topics, so we're hoping this audio podcast makes it really easy to stay up to date with what's going around the country. We'll be interviewing top doctors, successful practice managers, and other experts in the field. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the second episode of Practice Growth with Praz. We're so happy to be here today, and thank you for joining us. Uh, If you tuned in last episode, you learned a little bit about uh, myself, Dr. Multimedia, the digital marketing agency, and our goals here at the Practice Growth with Praz podcast. And today we're going to get the ball rolling in terms of really diving into some examples of practice growth and what we've seen be really successful. You know, it's such a wide-ranging topic And there's so many components to it that a lot of doctors don't know where to start. So before we get into any specific examples, I want to talk about the big picture a little bit and and kind of what it means to me to help practices grow. And so in my experience, there is a difference between being a practice owner and a business owner. And that may be confusing to some of you at first, but what I'm really getting after is kind of the mentality and the agenda that you have each day. Uh, when you show up to work. So a practice owner, you know, is focused on running a practice smoothly, practicing quality medicine, of course, having happy patients, all the things that you would expect and want, you know, someone in charge of a practice to do and to to believe in. Having a practice manager is often very common in, in helping with this goal. But people are looking at their medical practices, you know, no surprise, as practices, and then making the best decisions um, as an owner of a practice. But we found time and time again from all the doctors that we've interacted with is that there's a difference between doing that and thinking of your practice as a business, which forces you to make decisions as a business owner and have goals as a business owner. And then uh, the scope is usually you know, tremendously different. Because when you think about the purpose of a business, generally speaking, it's going to be to generate profit and to grow the, the size and the scope of your business. Now, a lot of times when you're talking about medicine, that can almost be a dirty word in the sense that it's not supposed to be about profit. You know, it's supposed to be about helping patients and curing pain and, you know, treating symptoms and, and generally helping people live better lives, which of course is all true. But a practice is still designed to grow in whatever way you define growth. So it doesn't necessarily have to be just pure profit, right? You don't necessarily want to make a decision that leads to worse care because it increases your profit margin. That's not what any doctor signed up for. But uh, you want your practice to help as many people as possible, see as many patients as you can, employ as many people, and generally have the largest and the best effect on your community. And usually the only way to accomplish that goal or to continually accomplish that goal is to have a growing practice. Uh, And again, you know, the specifics are going to be different for each individual situation, but they generally are correlated to um, increasing revenue. Uh, Profits, obviously, a huge part of that, increasing profits, because that allows you to make decisions to expand and to grow and to improve the quality of your care and to have more staff in whatever way you see fit, right? Profit 
does not have to be withdrawn and put into a personal bank account. Profit can be reinvested back into your practice and your business. And in that way, you know, you can grow. So even uh, when we've talked about practice growth over the years and, uh, you know, in business growth, I see that difference. And to me, it ultimately winds down to mindset. You know, am I thinking about my practice as a business? Am I making decisions about my practice as a business? And I think you'll be shocked when we dive in, you know, to all the different nuances over these episodes as to how having that business owner mindset really changes or clarifies or sometimes confuses um, your decision-making process and the, the effect that that can have. The powerful thing about having a mindset is when you have this particular mindset and you use it to make micro decisions and macro decisions day after day, week after week, month over month, the cumulative effect of that is so powerful that if you when you take if you take two medical practices all other things equal you set one doctor off as a practice owner and let him go and you set another doctor as a business owner and you let her go one two three whatever time frame you want to use five years down the road those practices are going to be unrecognizable from each other because of that cumulative effect and the momentum and just the general power that a growing practice has and what you have to be able to do it uh, and the, the doors that that's going to open up. I just really can't understate that enough. And the reason I'm spending so much time on this so early in this podcast is that ultimately the, the biggest action item, there are going to be lots of little action items that we're going to get into, but the biggest action item is actually just changing the way you think, changing the way you view uh, your job, the business, vendors, your patients, you know, your staff, really incorporating that business owner mindset, which we don't expect you to have, right? Like, we get it. Doctors are trained endlessly in school, uh, and you go through an unbelievable amount of, you know, education and training and residency, and the list really never ends. You have continuing education still, and almost none of that education has anything to do with running a successful business. You know, it's usually about practicing medicine. Maybe there's some practice management type uh, work that's built into there, I hope now more and more. But I haven't seen a single doctor, short of someone who went and got like an MBA, have any real business training. And so in our minds, you know, so many of our talented doctors, ambitious, motivated, driven, uh, willing to sacrifice, they put all their time and their energy into what they know, which is practicing great medicine. And yet they don't see the same level of success that they should, whether it's because they're not seeing enough people, they're not growing fast enough, or they face competition and they get beat out despite the fact that they were better doctors. And so in that way, we really want to equip and empower you all to be able to grow your practice so that you can accomplish your core goal of practicing good medicine at a larger degree and have a larger reach uh, than you would otherwise. And, you know, that's really what it's all about. So we understand that even the most passionate doctors just wake up one day and they happen to own a business. It's not like a lot of other industries where you start off and you build and you grow organically and then there you are. It's no, you acquire a doctor, you get some space and you can be more or less up and running and then you have to figure it all out from there. And it's a, it's a position that we're just all too familiar with, especially when people call us in trouble because they, 
their practice has not been growing, and now they're looking, you know, a year or two years in, they're looking for what it's going to take, and obviously, you know, that points them in the direction of marketing. So just a little big picture. We're always going to try to blend in um, some mindset and some attitude and some psychology into this because I think that's actually where our doctors need the most help. Uh, but just having those isn't enough. Once you have them, you actually need some advice on what to do and how to do it. And of course, that's what we're here for. So for today, I want to take a look at one of my most successful clients, um, and not just monetarily. I think a lot of people would be surprised to know that one of my most successful clients out of over 5,000 practices is a one-doctor practice. So that's what I really mean, where this isn't just about the, the largest number wins. I know a lot of business owners will tell you that that is the case, and I don't disagree, but there are a lot of forms of success and a lot of forms of practice growth, and, and you know I can point to one of my most successful practices being a one-doctor practice. So that doctor is Dr. Brandon Barrett out in Turlock, California, where he owns and operates a community veterinary clinic, just a phenomenal establishment for veterinary care. And I just want to share his story because... You know, with as much success as we've had here at Dr. Multimedia and growing practices, and, you know, thankfully we're blessed to hear amazing success stories every day, Dr. Barrett's practice, Community Veterinary Clinic, continues to stand out month after month, year after year, uh, to the point where I actually told him that at one of these times I'm going to accuse him of making up numbers because the percentage growth that he keeps reporting just shouldn't be possible. At some point, you're just going to run out of people in your community, and yet that doesn't seem to be the case. So let's rewind this story back uh, to, uh, I want to say it's probably about four or five years ago. I failed to look up the exact date. Uh, before signing on here. But we met Dr. Barrett at uh, the Western Veterinary Conference in Las Vegas. If you're a veterinarian, I'm sure you know it's the, the second biggest veterinary conference of the year annually in Las Vegas. And when we ran into him, he was paying an arm and a leg to another veterinary marketing company that was supposed to be providing a whole range of services. And as you'll see, you know, it wasn't an aversion to spending a lot of money uh, that was his problem. He just didn't feel like he was getting the results, you know, and let's take a moment here to, to realize that if you practice good medicine and you're a talented doctor and you're just generally, you know, competent when it comes to managing your staff and understanding your patient's needs, both medically and personally, you're going to have a good practice. Your, your practice is going to do a lot of good. So, a lot of times people are some version of successful and their practices are sustaining themselves. And since nothing's really broken, it's really hard for a practice owner, especially when you're not in that business owner mindset, to look for what's wrong or to question the pieces you already have in place. Because, you know, normally uh, a practice owner is only going to question things when revenue starts to drop or you're having trouble making ends meet or you have to let people go. Then you really have to shake things up. But it takes that business owner mentality and, it, and ultimately it takes an intuition or a gut feeling to know when things aren't going as well as they should be. And that's the situation Dr. Barrett found himself in. He still practiced great medicine. He still had a growing practice, plenty of new patients, but he just had a sense that things could be better and then couple that with whatever issues he was having with customer service or the design of his website. And he was at least open to having the conversation. 
Now, I'll give Dr. Barrett a tremendous amount of credit, especially in veterinary, this is kind of rare, but when he met us at the conference and heard what we could do, he was immediately interested in our top level of service. You know, a lot of people are going to want to start off at a basic level of service and work their way up, um, you know, and, and kind of grow, especially with a new company, completely understandable, sometimes even recommended. But he had that inkling, he had that hunch that he should be marketing his practice more, the practice should be growing more. And as a result, um, you know, he signed up for our services. And, and it all started with his website. You know, he was... He wasn't thrilled with what he had, and and uh, as you'll learn about Dr. Barrett, you know, just really um, forward-thinking veterinarian, really kind of has his pulse on what's going on, and really pays attention, and ultimately just really cares about his practice and his community. And so, um, after signing up with us, kind of funny story was that uh, he went to his hotel room, and excitedly he started drawing out his website, and all he had at the time was a cocktail napkin. We were in Las Vegas, after all. And he sketched out this rough idea for a veterinary website, and he presented it to us the next morning. And uh, admittedly, you know, myself and, and some of my team members looked at each other like, oh, boy, here we go. Uh, you know, what is this going to be all about? But we did it. You know, we designed the custom website, and uh, this is an important way of reflecting your practice and your personality and your philosophies. And uh, certainly, if you've been following Dr. Multimedia, we've put out a lot of great content on what makes a good website. But we were able to, to emulate his design. We got our designers on it, got our developers on it, and, you know, pumped out a great website, which is obviously just the very first step. So, you know, when you think about where you go from there, you know, you can get a website almost anywhere, and really what's going to make your business successful is how you use it. You know, that allowed him to scale up to getting our social media services going, allowing us to focus on his online reviews, getting emails out there. Uh, I think once we got those out of the way, he started using our graphic design department to redo his brochures, um, update uh, business cards, that help design infographics to compare the local vaccine clinic versus what he does in-house. And the list really goes on and on in terms of him making all of these small decisions to kind of help his practice and brand his practice. But what I really think was his kind of most successful decision, and I think this is just how he's wired because he's so busy, is that when he hired us, he said, you guys are the marketing experts. I'm going to wind you up and let you go. And I'm going to trust, you know, that, you, that you're doing the best that you can. And I'm going to go over here and worry about, you know, the medical side of the practice and what's going on within the walls. And for, you know, whatever reason or for a multitude of reasons, that was a lethal um, combination in terms of his business success. You know, he immediately started reporting new client growth. And remember, he's a one-doctor practice. And like I said, we get success stories all the time. So we don't really think of anything right away. We're happy for anyone's success, but it doesn't you know, really register on the, on the radar as anything out of the ordinary. Um, but then he started reporting, you know, 70 or 80 new clients a month, which I have many multiple doctor veterinary clinics that would be thrilled with those numbers. And then sometime, you know, 2018, early 2018, he started texting us as he does, you know, me and my business partner, uh, AJ, once a month, uh, just kind of with the monthly update. And the number started creeping up to 100, you know, new clients. And again, he's one doctor. This almost shouldn't be possible just from a time perspective. Um, but 
you know, he started doing that and then he started consistently doing it. And each month he was breaking new client numbers from the month before. And, you know, that's where we thought like, okay, this is going to have to, you know, just peter out at some point. You can't just sustain these numbers month after month, but he did. And then obviously that's a great head start if you're trying to grow your revenue. But then the new, the new clients, the new clients allowed him the opportunity to kind of invest in different areas of his practice or look at things from the top down. And then he started making adjustments to the way that his practice runs. And then he started noting revenue gains, you know, that were even more than just the amount of money that the new clients were bringing in. So his revenue was going up. 15% month over month, 20% month over month. And I was just scrolling through my text messages with him uh, before this episode. And, you know, in January 2019, he said 25% growth compared to January of 2018. So despite all that growth year after year, in 2019, he's reporting 25% more than 2018. And that was the time that I actually said, at some point, we will accuse you of making up these numbers because the more you grow, as you guys all know, um, the more you need just to maintain certain percentages. So you would expect his percentage growth to go down the bigger that he gets. But, you know, there's a couple there's a couple things going on when when he tells us about that. You know, there's obviously, like I said, at the core of it, running a fantastic practice, just really talented doctor, really personable, tremendous bedside manner, if you will, for a veterinary, um, has just a great attitude. You know, he's got a family with a couple little kids, so he's, it's a constant juggling act, as he told me. And, um, but he's really committed and dedicated to his practice. He works long hours. I mean, I'm shocked that he doesn't have a second associate yet. I know it's something that he's striving for, but he has such high standards that it's going to be hard for him to find someone to, to fill his shoes or to live up to, to what he does. But, um, you know, when I picked his brain, he explained that, you know, he's really focused on the way that his practice grows and the way that it operates and how they handle that new client growth. You know, the, the people, everyone wants a ton of new clients, which is great. And then once you get them, everyone realizes that that brings its own set of problems. You know, having 100 new clients every month is fantastic. But if you can't keep them all happy, you're actually going to do a fair amount of damage in terms of your reputation and your word of mouth. So he knows that not only does he have to see all these people, has to keep them all happy, and he has to take care of his already growing, you know, patient base. And without even the ability of cloning himself, he just has to run a better and better practice. So, you know, having a talented practice manager, having the right systems and protocols, streamlining every LL element that you can, doing those low-cost vaccine uh, clinics once a month outside, of, you know, on Sunday mornings outside of the practice, getting out there in the community, being involved, and really just putting everything he has, you know, into it. So, of course, I don't want you to just take my word for it. Uh, I want to go ahead and play uh, some clips that we have of Dr. Barrett talking about his experience with us uh, from a, a recent video shoot that we did. So I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about his experience, and then we'll be right back. Since I've hired Dr. Multimedia, our online presence has increased, our number of new clients has increased, our revenues increased, and it's been ongoing and consistent every single year. Our clients have loved our new website they developed and everything about our practice as far as the business sense has really grown. First and foremost, Stellar website. When I hired them, I drew a website on a napkin in my hotel room. The next morning I came and I handed it to them and I said, can you make me that website? They didn't make that exact website. They made it better. 
Our new client numbers since hiring Dr. Multimedia have been unbelievable. Uh, it's, it's been amazing to see our practice grow. We were always a growing, healthy practice through word of mouth and just through hopefully doing good work, but since hiring them, the numbers have been stellar. Not only has Dr. Multimedia helped us grow our practice, but they've helped us streamline it and make it run more efficiently. So our clients have a better customer experience, shorter wait times, and just an overall better experience with us. Dr. Multimedia's customer service has been stellar. I've had to call them at odd hours, on the weekends, every time. If it's an email, a text, a call, they've always got back to me right away. Digital marketing is the most successful marketing tool I have ever used. And of course, a huge thank you, you know, to Dr. Barrett and everybody at the Community Veterinary Clinic for uh, the kind words and taking the time, of course, to, to meet with our camera crew and get all of that done. We really do appreciate it. Um, and it's just a testament to what you've built. So I, I kind of want to explain the layers that I see them that make Dr. Barrett so successful. And then, of course, we will dive, you know, throughout these podcasts into the nitty gritty as to what decisions to make, what vendors to use, or at least what he does. And, of, and we'll bring him on the show, you know, to give you some of that firsthand. So like I mentioned, uh, practicing great medicine. I know that's everybody's goal. There's nobody out there that's not trying to practice great medicine. But really understanding kind of how far reaching that commitment is. You know, the, the arriving late, the, stay, the arriving early, staying late, um, not skipping your lunch, making, squeezing that extra appointment in where there really shouldn't have been time for one, but you know they really needed to see you. Kind of going that extra mile, having great customer service, and of course practicing good medicine and being successful at your craft. So that's the base layer. I feel like you just need that to even sit at the table of talking about practice growth. Because if you don't have that, it doesn't matter how fast your practice is growing. It's not going to be sustainable. So um, then is what I alluded to, which is I, I firmly believe that he hires experts and he lets them do their job. Not just Dr. Multimedia, not just his practice manager, but any vendor that he's working with. He's going to be very careful and calculating in his decision to work with you. And then once he's working with you, you're running the show. And then it's up to you to show the results because he's got enough going on. Um, you know, I noticed now with all of his growth, he takes an admin day. You know, I, I can barely get two words in with Dr. Barrett. You know, offense, Dr. Barrett, I know you're busy. But, you know, if I am ever going to get a hold of him, it's usually going to be on his admin day on Wednesday where he's trying to keep a lighter appointment load so he can actually focus on not just running his practice but also growing his business. And, you know, and that has a small way that he's been able to find separation because, I mean, the guy still has to go home. He's got to take care of three kids. He's got a wife. He's got other interests and hobbies and responsibilities in the community. So it's not just a case of where he's working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, although I'm sure he feels that way. But he is having to balance things out. But when you realize all the sacrifices that are going to go into running a great practice and remember owning a great business um, it's not easy and it does come with that sacrifice and I feel like he understood that early on um, the next area where I think he really excels is willing to try new things you know we've given him just about everything we've got and every time a new idea comes up he's the first to hear about it 
But even from the beginning, I knew he kind of had that mentality. And the way that I knew was before he ever worked with us, I was checking out his YouTube page, and this was four or five years ago, and he had some short videos on there. He had a video with his son that he had produced uh, about being a veterinarian. He had uh, some tips and tricks about giving your dog a pill or you know how to administer eardrops. And he was trying the different formats. He wasn't too shy um, to give it a shot, and he didn't need to know that something was going to work before he did it. On top of that, I saw community involvement. So obviously, you know, his sons drive, I'm sure, a lot of his uh, limited free time. But, you know, I think they were running like a, a zoo club, an animal club, where they would all get together with other kids and talk about animals and learn interesting facts and getting involved in the community. And so, you know, kind of the kicker to me, which I didn't explain earlier, is that Dr. Barrett is also a partner in a much bigger veterinary hospital in his same area called Monta Vista Animal Hospital. And they're tremendously huge in terms of size. I want to say four or five doctors. I haven't checked in uh, within the last few weeks, but four or five veterinarians, right? And we're talking about Turlock, California, uh, in Northern California, not as a major metropolis or anything like that that's just going to have all these people everywhere. So he's going up against one of those behemoth practices uh, run by people that he works with. So, you know, they're doing a good job. And by all accounts, they run a really great practice. And they over there are always asking him what he's doing at his individual practice as one doctor that's getting him the numbers because even they're noticing the absolutely ridiculous growth that he's experiencing. And that's the part where I think it becomes really hard to just replicate. It's hard to hand someone a blueprint and just say, do all of these things and you'll be successful. And, you know, I think that's hard to do unless you have these intangibles that I'm describing and why I'm spending so much time with it. I know probably some listeners out there are thinking, well, when are you going to get to all the steps that are going to grow my practice like Dr. Barrett's? And my response is, if you've been listening carefully, I've actually laid a lot of them out. They just weren't specific action items. And like I said, it's more about training how you're thinking and what you're thinking about that will open up these opportunities and these um, you know, points of intersection where you can start to make some of those smaller decisions and get the right vendors in place and get the right staff in place. But none of that is useful if you're not approaching your business uh, the way that Dr. Barrett does it. And so, you know, as I mentioned, practicing the quality medicine, uh, the commitment and the sacrifice to really dedicating himself to the practice, uh, having great staff and enabling them to do a good job, balancing the schedule, really caring about your customer satisfaction as you grow. That's what's going to propel you, you know, and in, in any other setting, I would have expected his practice growth to just propel him into two, then three, then five doctors and kind of growing out this practice, which is why I find him to be such an interesting example. Um, and, you know, if you're one doctor veterinary practice out there, you know, Dr. Barrett, I believe, hit his million-dollar yearly goal, uh, I want to say around August or September of last year, just in terms of revenue coming in the door. And for him, you know, that, that was what he had set up for a year. And that's the other thing that growth produces is it growth causes you to constantly be raising the bar. And every time you surprise yourself with what's possible, uh, you immediately shift to how much better you can do the next time around. You know, that's that's that business owner mentality. A business owner wakes up 
every morning thinking about how they can best grow their business and beat, you know, any previous records and kind of reach new heights that they've never been to before. And I think a practice owner wakes up every day and thinks about getting through the day at the practice and hoping nothing goes wrong, you know, dealing with any fires or headaches that come up. All important things, but not what's going to expand your practice. Those are just going to make sure that what you have is good and solid and the best that it can be. It's not going to take you to the next level or the level after that without that adjustment when it comes to mentality. So, you know, you heard it directly from Dr. Barrett. Um, Digital marketing ended up being his most impressive uh, marketing platform. And obviously that's coupled with tremendous word of mouth. You know, people in his community can't stop talking about his practice and the experience they had at his practice. And that's what fuels it. And of course, when you hear about something through digital marketing and then you hear a personal word of mouth referral, it's kind of like the perfect combination that someone's going to check you out and at least come in. And then now he's enjoying the benefits of just true growth, which is when you grow enough, you kind of steamroll and you reach this critical mass where now all of a sudden you're getting enough new clients just off of the people that you've seen and it's kind of really nice sustainable level although he's still pushing the envelope in terms of percentages so I hope today you've taken away that there is a difference especially in our minds between owning a practice and owning a business and there's an even bigger difference between running a practice and growing a business and it's that mentality that you know with our help as you get to each decision that you make in a day Um, when you look at it and say, okay, I I would almost want you to think of both strategies. You know, those of you that are old enough that we used to do the uh, Princeton Review courses for SATs and things like that, there was a test-taking strategy that still sticks with me to this day. And um, not to to bore you with too many details, but in the SATs, it used to be, at least when I was in high school, the, the questions progressed by difficulty. So you always started off with the easy questions, you got to the middle questions, and then you got to the really hard ones. And one of the test-taking techniques um, revolved around, you know, an average Joe. I think we called him Joe Schmo, a, a fictionary character, a uh, fictional character. And kind of the game was you would ask yourself what Joe would think the answer is. And so if you're in the easy section, whatever Joe thought the answer was was, was probably right. Most of the time that was going to be right. You know, in the middle section, he's going to bat 50-50, so there's going to be some other things you're going to encounter. And then when you get to the hard questions, whatever Joe thinks is right is almost certainly the wrong answer, and you can eliminate it, and you have a better percentage, you know, of guessing and narrowing down your answers from there. So it was this thought exercise where you were figuring out what another decision maker would do based on what you know about that person, and then using that information to your advantage. So that's how I'm going to want all of my listeners to think about every decision that they encounter on a daily basis is, all right, what would me, what would a practice owner do in this situation? And then what would a business owner do in this situation? And I feel like if you're running that thought experiment across all of your decisions, you know, week to week, month to month, year to year, and you understand when to go each direction, of course, when to value one opinion and when to value the other, but at least make yourself aware of what the business owner would say in that situation. 
I think you're going to have a lot of success in growing your business and building your practice because that's going to seep its way into not just the way that you think and the decisions that you're making, but then also how you run the practice, which is going to trickle down to your staff, your employees, and ultimately your patient experience is going to feel that. You know, and, and the things that are really important are going to be what you spend your time worrying about. And the things that aren't that important are what you're going to spend either a little time worrying about or just delegate them out altogether. So that's, the, that's what I want to leave you with today is the practice owner, business owner, when are those decisions the same? When are they different? And when do you go what direction? That's the kind of stuff that we're going to dive into. So thank you for Dr. Barrett, not just for his contribution today, uh, but for just the daily success that he's been having over the years that made him the first doctor I wanted to talk about. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Practice Growth with Praz. I'm your host, Praz Murthy, and if you have any questions or comments, please visit us at drmultimedia.com. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're constantly sharing new content as part of our mission to take online marketing topics and make them relevant to your practice. And if you like what you heard, please tell a friend and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks so much for listening and we can't wait to do it again.